I wrote a blog entitled, Are We Still Friends? It can be found on bigviewsmallwindow.com. In this blog, I used a tree analogy to describe my thoughts on friendships. I said that acquaintances are like leaves. They're very plentiful. Um, But the problem with leaves is that they blow in whatever direction the wind goes. And in some seasons, they're not around at all. Acquaintances are only sometimes good for just having fun. The way that leaves are really only good for offering shade. And then I talked about high, shallow branches. These are branches near the top of the tree. They have a few leaves on them. But those branches uh, can't really bear heavy weight. And they will break if a wind is strong enough that whips through. And then I talked about branches that are a little closer to the, the bark of the tree. Those tend to be stronger branches. They can hold more leaves. They can stand up to more wind and more rain. But the problem with those branches as well that you have to look out for is if you apply too much weight to those branches, they will break. And then I talked about the root system of a tree and how there are only two or three roots sometimes. Those are your closest friends, your ride or die. Those are people you can call when you need prayer or if you need to borrow money, whatever the case may be. And a tree can be sustained just by two or three at the root. I also talked about sucker branches. And those are the little branches that grow out, you know, out in these weird patterns at the base or on the bark of the tree. They offer nothing. They just basically suck nutrients from the tree. And uh, those are the type of friendships that you just want to get rid of as soon as possible. There's a second blog that I want to elaborate on, and it's called Friendships with Women. There's a section within that blog entitled uh, Disappearing Acts. And, you know, after some time has gone by, because I wrote that blog probably about a year ago. And after some time has gone by and I've cycled through some more friendships, you know, I've just kind of figured out that there's sometimes there's really no kind way, no good way, but without causing pain to let a woman know that the friendship just isn't going to work. I want to read a little excerpt from the blog entitled Friendships with Women. This is found on BigViewSmallWindow.com. And the section that I'm going to read from is called Disappearing Acts. It says, I am the worst at this and it's awful when it happens to me. You know the feeling. Things are going good with coffee and lunch dates, meeting the spouse and kids, going to events or taking trips together. Then, quote unquote, life or whatever happens. Suddenly, text messages are one-liners, calls go unanswered or unreturned, and the busyness that was once laid aside is resurrected. As the reason, it's true, circumstances change, we may drop the ball, or sometimes scheduling conflicts can't be overcome. Then there are times when we know her personality, her awkwardness, or her lifestyle just doesn't line up with the direction we're trying to go. Instead of disappearing, it could be a learning experience for both women if one finds a way to tell the truth. It could actually help her to know if she's off, quote unquote. Americans in general are so concerned with hurting other people's feelings anymore that we lie by omission in an effort to be nice. I get it though. Sometimes there's just no kind way to tell someone, I don't like you, or I can't do life with you right now. I think one or two women in my life have flat out said these things to me. Oh yes, it hurt my feelings, but I also got over it quicker. And after taking her words into serious consideration, I worked on myself where it was truly needed. All the women who simply chose to disappear though, 
only perpetuated the broken record in my head that kept asking, what's wrong with me? Now, when I wrote this blog, probably about a year ago, I wrote it in 2021, I hadn't worked out emotional maturity, spiritual maturity. There's just lots of different things going on in my life right now that I'm working out that I wasn't ready to face back then. And so I was struggling with the disappearing acts because I was doing that, other women were doing that, and I couldn't figure out why. I'm not saying that I've gotten to the bottom of it, but I am saying by the end of this podcast, I have come to some sort of solution that can help me move forward. Now, I've recently had three friendships that just kind of dropped off in one form or another. No harsh words were spoken, no real issues, other than we probably just weren't meant to be in each other's lives. So the first friendship, um, I was seriously warned in a dream, um, and the Lord showed me in other ways um, that a familiar spirit, that's another subject for another time, look into that, was attached to this friendship. Familiar spirits are no good. You don't want to deal with that in a friendship because it creates just all sorts of havoc for you, spiritually, emotionally. This was an older woman. She had a daughter my age three grandchildren, some other relatives, but she was contending spiritually um, because these are unsaved people in her life. And so if you are a believer and if you have anyone in your family or anyone close to you that's not saved, but you're, you know, you're in a relationship, whether it's a spouse, whether it's a kid, whether it's a parent, whatever, and you have a relationship that you have to do with them on a regular basis, it's warfare. And so there was some unnecessary warfare that I was going to have to go into in order to keep that friendship. So I had to let her go. And there really wasn't like a kind way to say that. And so what I hoped is because we both have a relationship with God, as the Lord spoke to me, the Lord would speak to her, but the warning was on my side. So it was not for me to go and tell this woman, oh my gosh, I had a dream and this happened. It was just for me to acknowledge and tell the Lord, okay, begin the separation process. And he did that. Another woman, though, who just recently stopped responding to my text, um, I'll be honest, when it comes to this friendship, I really think that this woman could not handle the weight. So if you think of like those high, shallow branches, like I described in my opening, um, she was a high, shallow branch. And once there was a little bit of weight um, and a little bit of heaviness that I might have been dealing with in my life, um, basically I, I felt like this woman couldn't handle it. She didn't know what to say. She didn't know what to pray. And so there would be sometimes when I would text her and she would literally just avoid my text. And then 24, 48 hours later, I'm not ignoring you. I just don't know what to say about your situation. I'll be praying for you. And so, you know, right before we stopped talking, I discerned about this woman in particular, that she kind of had some of the same insecurities and bondages in her life that I was currently fighting. And ultimately, you know, the friendship just wasn't going to work long term. And so I understand that. And no harm, no foul, no hard feelings. I am not going to confront this woman for not responding to me and just dropping off. I mean, I, I recently just saw this person and I didn't say anything. I just, you know, prayed about it, thought it through, came home and recorded this blog <laughs> or this podcast. So the the third friendship um, I actually stopped responding to a certain person and it was after prayer about whether or not the friendship should remain in my life. I felt like the Lord spoke to me and gave me an answer, but I'm going to petition him again and make sure that I made the right decision. Um, in this particular friendship, to be honest, I felt like I was trying too hard to get this woman's attention sometimes. And it triggered these feelings of rejection. And I did let the person know that, uh, but 
you know, I think after a couple of more times of trying to stimulate conversation, I just hit this wall where I felt like, you know, being vulnerable, it was just, it was just starting to feel like a waste of time. Um, especially since I wasn't really getting the responses that I had hoped for. It, it was just as time was going on, it just kind of turns out that, you know, other than the Lord, it, we didn't have as much in common as, as I would have hoped or thought that we did. And so, but rather than default to manipulation and trying to change the person or telling them there's something wrong with them or you're not the type of friend I'm looking for, I just took a step back and it gives me time to pray through. And then, you know, whether that decision is right or wrong, I will find out soon enough. Now, I also have to confess that um, in doing some soul searching, if you will, some self-deliverance really is what it is, I figured out that I actually idolized friendships. So in the Greek, there are four different kinds of love. There's the eros, which that is erotic love that's between married people. There's the storge, and that is the familial love. So that is between like parent to child, siblings, grandparents, etc., um, and then there is agape love, which a lot of Christians will understand. And that is agape love encompasses like koinonia. These are Greek words. So that's like the love of uh, Christian fellowship and um, just basically being knit together and having a bond based on being born again and having the Holy Spirit inside of you. So you come together as one body and you share in the love of Christ together. But then there's this one called, I pronounce it phileo. And that is the love between friends. And if you've noticed, like the city of Philadelphia, it's the nickname is the city of brotherly love. It's because in the Greek phileo, that that word means it's brotherly love. Now, the issue, though, with phileo is that, at least for, to my understanding, is that uh, I don't know if this is an issue. Perhaps I shouldn't set it up that way. I'll just say this. What I was able to discern about phileo is that it's the one type of love where there's really no strings attached. In all of those other things that I, all those other relationships I just described, um, there's some level or degree of responsibility that has to come into play. So between the eros, between the husband and the wife, uh, well, that is, that's two people where they took vows and so for the rest of their life they're going to do life together and they're going to try to work through whatever problem comes up they're going to be on the same side no matter what and when it comes to the storge i mean if you have children or if you're involved with family members there's there's a certain bond there so there is a certain level of expectation that we come through for one another we don't stab each other in the back we need to make this family work because those those types of uh, relationships are what are what launch us into other types of relationships when it comes to um, agape love, uh, well, the expectation there comes from Christ our King. He is the one that said that there's half, over half of the Ten Commandments are summed up in loving your neighbor as yourself. And so we have a commandment from God to share the agape regardless. But when it comes to the phileo, there's something about that love in particular where there's no strings attached there's no expectation but it has to come from a mutual willingness of both people to have healthy compromises to have an open schedule um to to basically allow a bond to be created seemingly from nothing because you're not related you didn't know each other before that point you're not going to enter into a marriage as a strictly platonic thing 
but there needs to be some sort of availability before there can be vulnerability. There needs to be some form of like acceptance before there can be affirmation. There needs to be, you know, some sort of level or degree of like tolerance before there can be transparency. But that has to be a back and forth, you see. And it has to go on mutually if someone makes you aware of something that could potentially cause offense or it triggers this sort of thing. It's not necessarily, you're not necessarily revealing that because you want to try to change the person. You just want the person to be aware of like, hey, you know, there are certain behaviors that make me feel this sort of way. Again, not trying to change the person, but it's just an awareness. The person should be mutual and be able to come back with, okay, that is something that somebody has told me before. I'm going to try to work on that. Or that person could just say, you know what? I'm sorry that you feel that way. Um, That is not my intention. So just know that that's not what I mean. Now, the person who verbalized it, it's it's on me in that situation where I did make some things known. It's on me to deal with the insecurity or the whatever the issue is that comes up. And sometimes as you work through that, it means that the friendship is not going to go as far as you're going to want it to go at that point, because it's something about that person that if they don't know how to change it, or it's something that doesn't really need to change, then you have to just kind of choose between whether or not it's a friendship that you really want in your life. It's something you can get past. It's something that you can learn from. It has to, there has to be some sort of value that's still created. And so, but I've idolized Phileo. And if you read in the book of First Samuel, you will find out that David and Jonathan had this relationship where their souls were knit together is the way one version of the Bible reads it. Jonathan loved David as if it was his own self. And uh, he took a knee because he knew that David was going to be king. He was, Jonathan was next in the line, uh, but the Lord was not going to do it that way because Jonathan's father had had the kingdom ripped from him. But I have always idolized that. So I had to confess that with God, uh, that friendships with women was becoming a bigger thing in my mind than what was necessary. The truth is, if I want to be just transparent and honest with you, uh, I have discovered, and I'm being honest with this, as I said. So I've discovered that I'm not really mentally, emotionally, or spiritually in like a, a healthy enough place to attract friends who are also mentally, emotionally, and spiritually mature and healthy. And so, like I said about one of those friendships a few moments ago, I discerned the same insecurities and bondages in that person. And it, and it is really, it's just not attractive. And so, but we all have weaknesses. So don't be condemned by that. We, we all have weaknesses. And in 2 Corinthians 12, we know that God's grace is made perfect when it comes to human weaknesses. However, that that is not necessarily speaking to a weakness uh, in earthly relationships. Uh, That's speaking more or less to an ability or whatever Paul's thorn in the flesh was, you can fill in the blank, but it ain't always, that that doesn't always mean earthly relationships. But but I'll say this, when it comes to two weak people, two weak people do not equal a strong person or a strong friendship. So if you bonded with someone based on some sort of insecurity or some sort of bondage or some sort of issue, well, the thing is, is that you want to try to get that resolved, right? And so it's possible that that friendship is just temporary to help you through that situation. And, you know, if that's the case, then we have to be willing to let people go. That's just the way it's going to be. As you go about life, as you establish the kind of atmosphere you want to set for your life, some people simply just don't belong. They don't fit with the plan or the outlook. The best thing to do is accept it process any pain, break the soul ties and move on. You know, it's wise to know when to make an exit. 
you know, for the time being, here's the solution that I've come up with. I've decided to kind of close the door on friendships. Um, I have the people in my life that I need right now, but I'm going through some things that are kind of heavy. And so I can't do leaves. I can't do branches. I certainly can't do sucker branches. I need roots and roots take time um, to build. And so I need to just focus on the few friendships that I do have um, because they these people are kind of made of the stuff that I need in this season. And as time goes on, I'll figure out whether or not they're really acquaintances or not. But, you know, I have the people around me who know how to pray for my situation. They're not just offering me solutions to everything, but they're, they when they check in on me, they really want to know. They're checking to see what praise report they can get. They're not checking in with me so that they can wallow in it with me. And, you know, so I'm going to treat the phileo the friendship kind of love the same as i am treating uh the eros or the married type of love you know i'm content with singlehood so content that it's not a joke i don't do dating sites i don't go on blind dates when people say that they're praying for me i just let them you know whatever i'm not searching for a man and so at the same time i don't need to search out platonic friendships with women either it will all come to me in its due season so for now i'm content to go on my way i think that these women should be content to go on their way and do the same god is on all of our sides he wants the best for each and every one of us and sometimes that means he has to strip away people that are not really part of the plan and the future that he has for our lives you know there are places we're going whether it's in the spirit or whether it's in the natural we're just going places that some people simply cannot come 